0: Grace, peace, and mercy from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. It's hard dealing with death. I don't know about you guys, but I know I have been at funerals for other people, and while I'm there to support the people of of the person who they're mourning a loss, it's very easy for me to start thinking about the what ifs. What if that was my father? What if that was my child? What if that was my spouse? Selfish. We always worry, certainly, about our loved ones and the closest to us. But it's certainly difficult when we get into these moments and we start thinking about when. It's going to happen. Every single one of us. It's hard to talk about. Certainly, Lent is that time each year where we walk with the Lord, knowing full well what he is walking to, allowing himself to be crucified on the cross. But living on this side of the cross, we also know the payoff that comes with that walk. Easter breakfast in the gym, right? I joke, but it is Easter. We know the resurrection. We know how it ends. So for us to walk and remember what he did, okay, But it's like Alex said, we know how it ends. So as we go through John 11 today, I want you to think a little bit in terms of as one of the apostles. Not having walked there. Not knowing how it's going to go. Not understanding what is to come shortly for Jesus' walk. Looking at this fourth week of John's Gospel readings leading up to the cross this raising of Lazarus from the dead, we see Jesus demonstrates his power over death. And this is shortly before he allowed himself to be killed. Now, we could go back and look at the other readings from John that we've been dealing with, um, but it's a lot today, and I know we got a lot going on, so I want to get right into it. This is going to make sense, but as we walk through the gospel, again, keep in mind what they knew and understood. So the Son of God may be glorified through it. As I read all 45 verses and prayed about it and thought about it, I still go back to this fourth verse. But when Jesus heard it, he said, this illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. I struggled with this. I tried to put myself in the pew sitting next to one of you thinking, what is the pastor going to say about this and how do I handle it? We've all been in that situation where something bad's happened and everybody says, it's for God's glory. I want to punch that person out, usually. What do you mean for God's glory? Yes, we live in a sinful world. Bad things happen and we know that. God gives us free will. We know that. We understand why he put the tree in the Garden of Eden, why there is sin in the world, why bad things happen. But you read this and you're like, wait a second. He stayed for two days longer to talk about being glorified. I'll read you that verse again, too, verse 6. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Does Jesus use our pain? I struggle with this, and i reminded, we always look at Jesus like he was the ultimate authority, but he answered to the Father. We see over and over in Scripture where even when Jesus is going to come back, he doesn't know. It's in his Father's time. And even though he might have been hurting, knowing what Lazarus was going through, and he might have wanted to leave immediately, he answers to the Father. It was in God's time. So he waits. Let's not forget Jesus loved them. He pointed that out. This is not one of those eh, it's only Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. I'll, I'll, I'll use them for something. It was, it was personal. It's a personal Lord who loved and he says he loved. We don't always get it. I don't have a great answer for you there. but I have the one we trust, point to, know, and love. Let's Continue to point people to Him. See, Jesus is showing power over death. That's why, once again, you know, we have these readings in the lectionary that we do, and we follow them a lot of the times. And what are they doing? And boy, we've had some long ones the last couple weeks, right? But as I read through verses 1 to 45, what are you going to cut out? Absolutely not. This is an unbelievable story where we're going to see as we walk through again power over death. Let's look at these few verses. Uh, We start with verse 11. I go to awaken him. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. Now, again, we're going to get into this timeline a little bit of what was happening because we're going to talk about these four days. What did that mean? How did that timeline work out? What was the talking... They believe in a lot of the commentaries that as Mary and Martha sent the messenger to go tell Jesus, Lazarus probably died. When he talks about him being asleep, he's probably dead already. I mean, Jesus waits two days and walks, and he gets there, and Lazarus has been dead four. And again, there are some arguments about Bethany and how long it might have taken, but what we do know is, again, God's timing for what Jesus did. In verse 15... Son, I may believe, it says, and for your sake, oh, Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died. He had to make it very clear for our apostles. For your sake, I'm glad that I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. We're going to hear that belief over and over. I think it's interesting how Thomas is the one that said, let us go that we may die with him. Because, of course, when we talk about seeing is believing, we usually go to doubting Thomas, right, after the resurrection. Foreshadowing. And certainly in verse 17, now when Jesus came, he found Lazarus had already uh, been in the tomb for days. I I like how, you know, everybody talks about how later on it talks about there's an odor, Martha mentions. And of course, the King James, he stinketh. Commentaries love that. They love to use the word stinketh. It's in almost all of them. We're talking about being clear. This is not somebody who might have been in a coma, who might have just been struggling with breath. It was very clear Lazarus was dead. Thy power come through. And and this is where we know Jesus has power over death. We see power over death. We see it the different ways. But let's talk about Lazarus for just a second before we finish this up. Because um, it was comedian John Chris who does something on this that I thought was actually pretty funny he's like what a great miracle Jesus shows his power but what about Lazarus what was he in heaven for those four days you know John Chris jokes about was he getting his mansion ready and playing basketball with guys and they come and say um Lazarus we need to bring it back No, we don't know. And actually, Pastor Jeff and I talked about, we know nothing about it. We don't know if it was a state of if it was one second he was gone and there's no timeline for Lazarus because, well, he's in heaven. Uh, Whether it was a waiting period or what he knew, Uh, even the guys I'd listened to that were doing the commentary on this were like, I can't wait to ask Lazarus, were you really in heaven? Did you have to come back from that? How awful to come back to earth. We don't know. What about Mary and Martha who were suffering the loss of their brother? who are mourning the loss, any of us who've mourned the loss of a loved one can only imagine this suffering they went through. I go back to Jesus, that the Son of God may be glorified through it, showing power in this. Because what happens, Martha, ple- uh, well, she comes to Jesus and then she pleads. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God God will give you. Martha is certainly answering to what the messengers came in verse 4 and told her, right? Jesus told the messengers. They went back and told her. And she still has faith. Martha believes. And Mary does the same thing. I, I thought it was interesting. Again, usually when we talk Mary and Martha, the first story is Mary sitting and listening to Jesus and Martha the worker bee. Getting everything ready, right? We see this same dynamic here of these sisters where Martha comes right away to Jesus Mary, not so much. But it doesn't say it's in anger. It doesn't say she's frustrated. It doesn't say she's protesting. Because she comes immediately. As soon as they call for, for Mary, Mary comes to Jesus. And she says the same thing in verse 32. Now when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. She shows the same faith. She says the same thing, but this time, Jesus acts. This time we see the action of our Lord. It's every Grace student's favorite Bible verse to memorize. John eleven thirty five. 35, Jesus wept. Ask them to pick a Bible verse to memorize. They're going to pick that one. They all know it. But think for a second why Jesus wept. I read about how it's the same reason Jesus wept in the Garden of Gethsemane. It wasn't, for us, or it wasn't for what he was going through. It was for us. Why don't they understand? Sometimes it's a weeping for his children not understanding or getting it. Certainly we know there was a, 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 a love for Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. But Jesus knew what was happening. He wasn't weeping because Lazarus was dead. He was about to bring him back, and he knew it. But he takes care of me. This next part, right now, if you have an outline, I want... Ryan, I lost control. Will you hit the button for me? There we go. Circle this right now if you have the outline. If you didn't hear anything I've set up at this point or don't listen to anything else I say from now on, this is the point of today's message. Jesus is the resurrection of life. This is it. This is the point. This is why the Old Testament points to him. This is why uh, the epistles point back to him. This is what we celebrate when we go through. Jesus is the resurrection of the life. This and John 14, 6, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Powerful verses we love to use at funerals, reminding everybody why we have a faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We see this right away In verse 25, before, again, as he's talking to Martha, he says it before he talks to Mary, before he comes out. Everyone who believes in me shall never die. I wasn't sure exactly what I was going to do with today's children's message. Because talking about death is not something you usually want to do with little ones. So that's why I let them tell me what the greatest miracle was. They know it. And they understand it. When I said, what does that mean? Alex pounded it right out. We know what Jesus did, why he did it, and why it's so important. And that is what we have here. Martha believed. Many who have seen what he did believed it. They believed him. This goes back to that last verse and why they include this last one in there. Are many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what he did believed in him. And and again, I mentioned Downey Thomas earlier. We hear that again. Many who have seen and believed, blessed are those who have not seen and believed, right? We could go right back to that verse. They believed, Martha believed. This is before Lazarus was raised from the dead, right? Martha pointed that out. She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. Do you believe this? I don't think any of you, again, would come into the church ready to worship our Lord if you didn't have a belief and a faith in him. And if you're having any doubts, we can clear that up pretty quick. There's no question what our Lord came to do and what he did and why he is there and why he is so important. We see that all the time. And if you haven't, we've got to get you into the Word because the Lord moves us. But the question i ask then is if not what does it take not necessarily for you but for the people in our lives praise the lord you're all here worshiping your lord and savior asking for forgiveness sins you're about to partake in the body and blood of our lord and savior jesus christ to touch and taste you know why he's done this who out there doesn't get it yet what does it take Where is the Lord going to use us to plant that seed? Maybe it's the angry seed where they rebel at first. Maybe it's the final seed where they say, yes, I want to know him too. Please help me. Regardless of where they're at in people's walk, understanding Jesus is the Lord and Savior, that's it. That's most important. That's what our Lord is calling us to do in the Great Commission. How do we help others believe? What does it take? Jesus makes it very clear in today's gospel in John 14, 6 and in his own death and resurrection that we can live forever with him as long as we believe in him. I believe. I know you believe. Let us reach out in love to those who don't. As we finish up this walk to the cross and prepare to go to Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, Easter to celebrate and to enjoy breakfast together. Start praying for and thinking about the people in your lives that are still allowing a roadblock between them and God. Ask the Lord to use you. Listen to the Holy Spirit when you feel moved. Pray for them. Let's make this the greatest Easter for them too. Amen. Amen. Amen.